0: Welcome to Emerging Franchise Brands, the podcast that introduces you to the visionary founders of America's fastest growing franchise opportunities. We'll also hear from industry pros as they share insights on what it really takes to achieve the elusive milestone of 100 plus locations. I am your host, Frank Fumey, founder of i9 Sports, and my 20-year journey from inception and acquisition has given me a unique perspective on how to succeed in franchising join me as we welcome today's guest. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Emerging Franchise Brands. On today's episode, we have Joe DeLatt from Home Clean Heroes. Joe, welcome to the show.
1: Frank, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time to talk to me.
0: Yeah, this is going to be very cool. I think you guys have a very unique concept and your mission is also fascinating. You guys are definitely different. So let's get started, kick things off by, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Home Clean Heroes is? What do they do?
1: So Home Clean Heroes is a residential cleaning business. Uh, We uh, were founded in 2017, a part of Buzz Franchise Brands. And we began franchising in 2018, currently have 19 franchisees across eight states. Uh, Really a unique brand in that we, uh, Buzz, as we started to form the brand, wanted to find a unique position for residential cleaning. So we created this heroic persona that is about as far away from your traditional made uh, pink, uh, you know, wearing aprons kind of a a brand to, to stand out and differentiate uh, so we've uh, we've been operating now and growing and actually having our strongest franchise development year ever here in, in 2023.
0: That's great. So why don't you tell everybody what is so unique about Home Clean Heroes because it's not it it's not your same old cleaning company.
1: It's, well, it's not, and and they're probably one of the most uh, differentiating and unique and to to me emboldening kind of components of of Home Clean Heroes is how we've expand ironic, heroic persona that we created to be much more relevant in the marketplace by aligning our mission with supporting first responders and their families in the markets where we operate. So we created a, a partnership with the First Responders Children's Foundation, which is a national 501c3 based in New York, born out of the ashes of 9-11-2001, whose mission is to uh, find and support first responder families. Who need support because that first responder was killed or injured in the line of duty? So we work with uh, with them by supporting their mission and contributing a part of every cleaning fee to the first responders children's foundation. And then our customers also participate by participating in a roundup program. So every time we clean their house, my round up a buck or two bucks. Uh, and over the course of the week and and the months and tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of services, uh, we can we can make a pretty significant contribution.
0: Well that's great. So your mission is much bigger than just cleaning, really.
1: It is. It is. It's it's really supporting the true heroes in uh, in our markets, the ones that will run toward danger, uh, while we're you know trying to just keep people happy with keep, keeping our houses clean.
0: <laughs> so are you guys just in residential or you do commercial as well?
1: We do a little bit of light commercial, but the sweet spot is residential.
0: Cool. How did you get started? So you're with this Buzz Franchise Brands platform. But tell, uh, tell us a little bit about, about Joe, about before, before Buzz. Where did you come from? How would they find you? How did you find them?
1: Yeah, that's it's an interesting story because I, I found franchising and, and then Buzz found me within the franchising world. So I, my most of my background is operations, marketing, strategic planning for corporations, uh, mostly in the telecommunications sector. I uh, also did a stint with uh, an advertising firm for about 10 years doing strategic planning and and uh, client development that really is what kind of pushed me into the franchising world because I'm one of these guys who was tired of working for the man also saw change coming in that industry particularly in the advertising industry as digital advertising advertising started taking over the whole Cost and revenue and profitability structure was shifting because technology was enabling everybody like we're doing today to record their own video and produce their own marketing materials. So, you know, a lot of that whole landscape was shifting. So I figured it was time to find something that was not so dependent on technology and not so uncontrollable in how it was going to evolve. So I started looking into the franchising world and kind of hit upon home home services sector. I knew that uh, I didn't want something that had food involved. I didn't want to have to work all weekends or all night long. You know, I wanted to be able to control my, my time clock uh, for the most part. And I also wanted something that I knew would make people happy. So I purchased a, an exterior cleaning company, a home services company, clean windows, pressure wash, clean concrete, uh, applied window film, did a lot of different things and did a lot, a little more in the commercial uh, sector in that business that I owned and operated. Did that for uh, about three or four years. And uh, the way I found Buzz Franchise Brands is Buzz has been on a mission of growing and evolving new brands. One of those was Home Clean Heroes. But prior to selecting a residential cleaning business, Kevin Wilson, who's the CEO and founder of Buzz Franchise Brands, was uh, all of the executives actually were doing a little secret shopping, different kinds of of uh, home service categories. So I got called. Uh, my business was called to do an estimate on Kevin Wilson's house. Well, I knew who Kevin Wilson was as the as the founder of of Buzz. And being in the business, I took that one on myself. Well, I'm going to go do this estimate myself.
0: <laughs> smart man, smart man. How'd that go?
1: So Kevin and I sat in his driveway and talked for about an hour. And I was just and I. A, little, a lot ignorant about why I was actually there. You know, I just knew he had a big house with a lot of windows, so <laughs> that makes, makes for a profitable job. But uh, you know, he was picking my brain about my business a whole lot more than I was about his house. Uh, so we we stayed in touch for about a year, and you uh, know, I, I learned a little bit more about them uh, starting new brands and expanding buzz. So I'm just you know, like like everybody who is an entrepreneur, like you are. You know, you meet somebody who. Uh, you can help and they, and they may be able to help you stay in touch with them. So we, we struck, you know, we struck up a friendship and uh, and I just stayed in touch. And when this opportunity came along, uh, it pulled me in and say, what do you think about uh, expanding your scope beyond just Hampton Roads? And let's talk about building a brand nationally. And that sounded like a good idea to me.
0: Wow. That's a great story. What does, um, what does buzz franchise brands look like right now? What is their portfolio? How many, um, how many different brands are underneath that? The
1: four, four brands that we own and operate, uh, we were also the uh, original founder of Mosquito Joe. So that's how Buzz got its its start. Uh, we owned we started Mosquito Joe in uh, 2000 and 2012, I think it was. And then 2015 started Pool Scouts, the second brand, and started Home Clean Heroes in 2017. 2018, we sold Mosquito Joe. To neighborly, and uh, then shortly thereafter purchased British Swim School. So we acquired British Swim School as a very mature brand, while Pool Scouts and Home Clean Heroes were both very much emerging brands. Uh, and uh, just recently launched our fourth brand, which is Wonderly. Originally launched uh, with a different name, but now we've rebranded it as Wonderly Lights, uh, and it is a uh, primarily a holiday lighting business now, so a, a shoulder business to a lot of seasonal businesses uh, and doing very well. So we're this is our second year of operation with uh, with Wonderly. So the four brands uh, and still in the process of growing and, and evolving and acquiring additional brands.
0: So there's a lot more down the pike for Buzz Franchise Brands and the acquisition. There is,
1: there is. Yeah.
0: There's some distinct advantages too of being part of this platform, right? I mean, granted, you are not the founder of Buzz or the, not the founder of Home Clean Heroes, but coming in as a president and, and being part of a platform of having other brand presidents and being part of Buzz, tell me about what the there are some great advantages to being a franchisee underneath Buzz franchise brands and more more specifically being part of Home Clean Heroes.
1: Yeah, so the, the biggest there are a couple of big things about being a part of Buzz franchise brands. First of all, it's it's a privately held, very well capitalized company, so it's a very healthy company. As an emerging brand, you know we're still we're still building out the valuation of of our company. Uh, but behind us, we've got the power of, you know, a very strong company. So, so our, you know, our franchisees can feel rest assured that we're a very healthy company. From an operational standpoint, though, Buzz has, you know, it's individual brand teams that operate uh, the individual brands, but also a shared services, creative, financial, and digital advertising uh, technology-driven in you know, a website development and uh, SEO platform. So, all of our our services, uh, all of that team operates across all four brands, and it's pretty much like having your own uh, internal financial analytics team, your own internal uh, advertising agency, your own internal video production company, uh, and then we have our own internal franchise development team as well that operates across all four brands. So, a lot of depth and diversity in that group and can bring a lot of different kind of thought process across all the brands. Yeah. That's a huge value to, to a, uh, uh to a franchisee.
0: Oh yeah. You have a distinct advantage over somebody that is starting out a mom and pop franchise in their company for sure. Yeah. What about, um, I know that there's a lot of aspiring franchise awards that are listening to this or guys and gals that are just starting out in franchising. And one of the questions that often comes up is how do they find, how did you find your first franchisees? You have what, 19, you said in eight, in eight States. How do you guys find your franchisees primarily?
1: Most of, most of our franchisees currently are coming through our relationships with consultant networks. So with the Fran Choices, the Fran Nets, the IFPGs of the world. So these are, you know, our partners who are spending their days really with a lot of outreach to prospective business owners who are just getting started and trying to understand the landscape of business ownership, franchise, you know, ownership and involvement and partnership. And most of our relationships are coming through those consultants. Now, our first franchisee actually – came to us through you know what we would call an organic channel. We, there was no broker involved. We were just pumping out our own marketing materials and found us through a YouTube post and a YouTube video. you know, just online searching for franchising, searching for business opportunities uh, and found us that way. So he's still with us the, you know today and and uh, growing strong in Williamsburg, Virginia. I love those needles in a haystack franchisees kind of kind of what it's like yeah exactly the thing that drives people to us as much as anything is the the connection with heroes first that we talked about that mission based component and you know a, a structured way to give back to the community and to connect within the community is what our, most entrepreneurs are looking for and they want to they want a turnkey proven concept that they can rely on they want you know, a support system that keeps them from having to scratch scratch the earth themselves and build everything up from the ground up. Uh, and then they want something that, that, that resonates with them. This says, yeah, you know, I can be proud of this. I can stand up on a table and say, I am this Home Clean Heroes franchisee in my market, and this is what we do. So there's a lot of opportunity to do that. And through that connection with uh, with the first responder agencies, there's a lot of PR opportunity. There's a lot of mission connection opportunity, uh, and you know we're doing we do things to support that for the franchisees as well. One of the big ones we're doing this year is we're sponsoring a contest to send a first responder family to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York. So the First Responders Children's Foundation, being you know grounded in New York, has a huge tent uh, right on Fifth Avenue for the parade. And they they do a you know all day long breakfast meal brunch meal, and they're bringing first responders in from all over the region, and all over the country uh, to participate in this and them and their families. So we're we're going to give some, one of our first responder families a you know hopefully what is a, a trip of a lifetime for their for their children to be front row and center to see, you know, the balloons come crawling down Fifth Avenue uh, for the, the Thanksgiving Day parade.
0: Wow. I I, I love that. I love hearing f- stories from franchisors that are doing something really, truly different. And they're not just another, you know, not another concept among the 4,000 franchisors out there. And that you guys are certainly doing that.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you think about it, this is the kind of thing, if you're trying to get into business for yourself, you're never gonna be able to afford to do this kind of thing, but it's the power of a larger group and a larger community that allows this kind of thing to happen and for you to hit your wagon to it. So those are the opportunities we try to create for franchisees. So
0: what does a a background, a typical background or trait look like of a, of a Home Clean Heroes franchise?
1: Boy, it's all over the place. Uh, we've got several husband and wife teams who are, have decided one's going to leave their, their, their career. We've got retired teachers, uh, retired city workers, you know, logistics and operations department, engineers, who one spouse will keep their job. Uh, and so it kind of stabilizes the income over the initial years as you build the business. The other will go all in on uh, operating the business. So there's a lot of you know, brain power and depth in that. It's one model. Uh, we've got some owner operators so um, individuals proprietors who will hire a manager out of the gate and we actually support that function for them we will recruit and uh, and vet the candidates and present the top three candidates from our experience to an owner so that we know already that that manager that they hire is approved by our team and capable of running the business Um, that's a critical a, a critical element because most of the managers, well, none of the owners who come in have been running their own cleaning business. Most have not actually run a small business. They've operated, you know, as part of a larger business. They may have some financial or some sales or some operational background, but not, you know, in the in the weeds like they'll be as an owner. So it's you know it's good to be able to hire the person who has that kind of expertise in to help them with it. Uh, we've got several. Uh, military veteran couples that are, you know, either veterans or both, both uh, our our new franchisees in Santa Clarita, California, both military veterans, one army, one Navy. I don't know what they do in December when to play, but uh, they can figure that out themselves. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's the hero's first um, angle appeals a lot to veterans as well. So it's it's a, it's a very diverse group. I can't, I can't tell you what, you know, the, the similarities are in the background the similarities in their personalities are they're passionate about building you know a business for themselves they're very customer service oriented they want to be able to do a great job for their customers and uh, and you know for the most part they they understand and want to build a strong employee based culture too and that's something we work with them that's really critical for our business i mean you know from the businesses that that you've run and you've you've built the You're not going to be doing the work. Your teams are going to be doing the work. So they've got to feel like a part of your business and a part of your business family in order to be successful and in order for you to retain them.
0: Oh, yeah. It takes a village to build the company for sure. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Go back to something earlier when you, you were talking about the manager run locations. So did I hear you right that you guys in the home office actually help source managers for the franchisee?
1: We do. We do. That's fascinating. As part of the the model, uh, we allow what we call the manager run. Some will call it a semi-absentee model. Some businesses don't. The reason why we are comfortable allowing is because we require within our agreement that we approve that person. So we know what the capability is because at the end of the day my job is to make people successful my job is to put them in positions where they can be successful right so I've got to make sure if they're going to rely on somebody to run that business that we we've, we've got a, a good feeling about the manager that we're putting in place so it's worked very well one of my uh, so I've got a friend a brand team one of my franchise business coaches also ran our our local operation here in Virginia for three years. So she's got the experience of being a manager and looking through the eyes of the owner of the business. It's her, she spends most of the time interviewing doing the initial interviews uh, for these candidates so that she can say, here are three that I would hire. Of course it's the you know, franchise owner who's going to be doing the hiring. It's their employee. But in that, in that case, those people are already approved and, and qualified to run the business. That's a, it's a big advantage.
0: I don't know of anybody else that does that. I think that is a huge advantage for franchisees knowing that they have the support of the home office. That's going to help source that person for them. I mean, even if it is, even if you allowed for a manager, managed run location, usually they leave it up to the franchisee to say, you go get the person. We'll train them. But the fact that you're kind of clearing them, not only clearing them, but you're kind of, um, you're, you're clearing them in advance of being on board. I think that's, uh, that's very cool.
1: Right, right. Well, staffing is one of the biggest challenges for, for everybody right now. I mean, I'm on the phone arguing with the city. They can't get anybody out to pick up my garbage on the side of the street for three weeks because they don't <laughs> have any people in the room. That's the kind of thing we're up against, right? Well, that's that's the biggest challenge is to keep staff in your vehicles so that you can continue to build your business, generate revenue, keep your customers happy because you won't be a happy customer if we can't get out to clean your house. So we're not only doing that at the we're, you know, we're doing it at manager level. It's it's much easier to, to really be super effective there because the volume's not that big. But across our franchisees, you know, we're hiring multiple teams, multiple uh, cleaning specialists on a daily basis. So we also work with them by providing you know, all the scripting, all the recruiting strategies to get people you know, to apply. But then even after they apply to to run through the filtering system. Uh, either through questionnaires or you know working through different types of, of uh, assessment tools to say, all right, here are the ones that are most likely to be successful, and heck, here are the ones that are going to show up for an interview, because these are not. Uh, so we we do that right now just through uh, our partners with Career Plug and then Indeed and those you know those folks, but we're also working with another uh, AI company and a whole chat bot system that will be able to handle all of this conversation and application process so that it really works on both sides for, for a franchisee. We're going we're gonna to bring the qualified candidates to you. You do the interviewing and then you're going to hand it back over to the system and they're going to do all the processing to get them back on board uh, and then show up for training on training day. So it's uh, you know, th- this is a big thing. If you're if you're a franchise or like we are and what you need to do is make you know your model bulletproof and make sure your franchisees are successful you've got to find the the trouble spots right you got to find where I can be of the most help and find ways to do it. Yeah,
0: wow. You guys are next level, man. That is that's that's impressive. What does it take to build that solid foundation in those first several units as a franchisor?
1: So, I mean, it, It's really all about support, and it's about over delivering in terms of support for the, you know, especially for your your first ten. We our model is to have one franchise business coach dedicated to every fifteen franchisees. Well, we've we've had two franchise business coaches since day one, so we're always going to have been over delivering in terms of support and, and availability for franchisees. Uh, so it's it's really hand-holding, but, you know, it's a, it's a two-way street because we're learning how to support franchisees at the same time. Uh, you know, we've got some experience in that, and, you know, obviously with Buzz, we've been doing it for a, a while, but you're learning a different model, and you're learning where, you know, this what we've just been talking about in terms of employee recruitment. That wasn't a hot spot five years ago. You know, before COVID and before, you know, things like uh, – Uber Eats and, uh, you know, everything that is within the delivery chain right now took a huge chunk of the labor force away. It wasn't that hard to find people. Now you've got, now at the critical advantage to be able to find people. So that's where we spend our time, looking for the ways we need to define critical advantage.
0: Totally. So at that point, how do you know when to scale, when you have the ability to scale more quickly?
1: Well, you, you know, we've tried to be able to scale quickly um since day one but you know in everything that we that we do internally from the corporate support team we look at every process and we ask the question is this scalable so as we are you know focused on supporting and even providing the level of of personal contact you know there's all right we're we're able to do this now but we've got to find ways to scale this training is a good is a good uh, example when you're first training and you're starting out, you're training one franchisee at a time. Uh, so there's a lot of hand holding, uh, and it can really kind of ebb and flow with the person. But as you grow, and as we now are training, you know, four, or five, or six franchisees at the same time, the systems have to be different. The, the, the curriculum has to be different. Uh, so you you find ways to scale and stay ahead of the of the curve. Uh, but you know that that's the important advantage too with being involved with other brands who are at different stage of evolution. So Pool Scouts may have been through a learning curve. Uh, British Swim School has definitely been through a learning curve and an expansion curve that we can we can learn from. So that helps from the brand perspective. From the franchisee, at the franchisee level, everything we do is data-driven. Uh, we are an analytical company. We, we measure everything. So everything is mapped out in terms of when a franchisee is going to hit certain milestones and trigger points that will require the next team, you know, a a larger facility or a facility to begin with. Because we let our franchisees start operating from their home if their home and their uh, uh, homeowners association will support it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at some point, you're going to need space for vehicle parking. You're going to have more employees than you're going to want to have. Trapes and up it down your your front yard every day. So, you know there there are time trigger points where it's time to to move to the next next level.
0: How many teams do franchisees generally have of cleaning crews that they end up you know obviously grow outgrowing their home into
1: an office? You get more than two crews, you're going to start outgrowing your home. Two crews and two, two persons two people to a crew. Uh, so when they're driving their vehicles to your home, they're parking four vehicles in front of your home if you you know you live in a neighborhood at some you know you get past past that and you're going to start getting complaints you're also parking branded vehicles all of our vehicles are are uh, purchased by the uh, franchisee they're wrapped with branded colors they're, they're rolling billboards um, they're attractive but they're commercial business uh, commercial vehicles parked in your neighborhood so some HOAs will not allow that you know out of the gate So our, a lot of our, one of the models of operation is operate from your home, from as far as your business goes, but get a uh, storage facility close by that you can operate out of and that has sufficient parking. So we have um, our Tampa Bay franchisee right now is running four teams uh, and he's been running this way since day one. So his house is about a mile from whatever the storage location is, but they've, He's got the ability to add additional parking spaces and work out of a really nice you know, storage location that he's got set up for them to, he doesn't have to be there. They've all got access to it, they can get in and out. Every system we use is cloud-based, mobile-enabled, everybody's in constant contact and connection with the customer as well as with the manager or owner. So uh, it's it, you get into a pretty good rhythm.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't take long for the person to outgrow their house for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. It can, it can usually happen pretty quickly. It depends on where your house is. You have a lot of space around it. You happen to have a big, long driveway. Right. Uh, you know, you've got the ability to do it. I'm a big advantage, or, or I'm, I'm a big, um, a champion of keeping your powder dry when it comes to your capital. So I'm always encouraging don't bite off a rent. If you don't have to, you can always go that way. But once you lock into a two or three month, uh, lease agreement, you know, you're saddled with that. So uh, grow into your business. Mm-hmm. We used to start our, our franchisees with two uh, vehicles and two routes out of the gate. We've learned that it's better to start much more methodically with one team, one vehicle, build that route out. And then as you begin to reach capacity on that route, then move to a second one, because it teaches your team the amount of of work that they're going to have to do. They're not spread out over two different routes. There's a lot of learning and getting back to, you know, how do you work with your initial franchisees?
0: Right. Not to mention you triggered me when you talked about, you know, growing kind of slow and steady is what you need to do to grow your business out. What about uh, franchisees having multiple locations? How big is the territory?
1: Yeah. Zip code based uh, protected territories. Each, uh, each territory will have a minimum of 40,000, Targeted households. A targeted household is household income of a hundred thousand dollars or above. So and that's single family homes. So overall, a territory is going to have anywhere between two hundred and fifty and four hundred thousand actual households within the territory. Oh. And then if you get into a market like Tampa or Dallas, you know those those territories are growing like crazy. Anyway, oh, yeah. by the time you hit year three, you might have fifty or sixty or more thousand targeted households. So. Er- we will we'll allow a franchisee to purchase multiple territories, but we're gonna require that you market it deeply into your first territory before you expand into your second territory. I think I think that's and great. really all yeah, you know, all expanding really means for us because you're not generally not opening up a second facility. You usually locate your facility in, in a central location, but you're gonna pick up additional marketing expense. And as you grow additional teams. So you just want to make sure that you monetize the area where you're where you're operating as best you can before you you start stretching yourself.
0: Have you guys thought about how big is big for Home Clean Heroes? How many f- potential franchise locations do you think there are in the U.S. that meet that criteria?
1: Uh, you know, it's the, the the big spot on the wall is a hundred right now. I don't. I think that's probably about three years away four three or four years away. We keep you know the, the same pace that we have this year. And with the quality of franchisees that we're seeing, and I don't, I think this is as much, you know, a part of uh, just being at it for a while as we have now. We've, you know, we've built uh, a pretty good repu- reputation uh, among the the consultant networks. So we're getting, we're seeing some very highly qualified candidates. Uh, that, in turn, then attracts more qualified candidates.
0: Yeah, we're seeing an, like another boom here in franchising that we had not seen, you know, pre-COVID. It seems like yeah. it, it, we're 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 back to where we were in those two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven levels in franchising, where there is a lot of excitement and intrigue, and no question about it. Uh, Buzz franchise brands is a great example that the the brands themselves the companies behind them are so much more sophisticated uh, than they were back then as well. Because at the end of the day, what I was hearing from you is that yes, you're in the cleaning business, but you're, you're really a technology data driven company and using cleaning as the vehicle for your business,
1: right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Our franchisees want to build wealth, right? So a cleaning business just happens to be a good vehicle to be able to do that with.
0: Joe, I think too many people get caught up in the concept itself that it has to be this sexy thing that they're doing. At the end of the at the end of the day, no matter what business you are running, it's it's all about operations management, marketing, finance, you know, accounting, technology. Those are the things that we're doing, and then we just right. have the vehicle that we use. And in your case, you have a service that is needed, and you have a mission that's on top of that. That's that's just really um, a beautiful give back. What about, um, gosh, your franchisees? That have been doing this for a while, or have they been looking at purchasing other buzz franchise brands as well? Do you have any crossover?
1: We don't uh, between Home Clean Heroes and either of the other brands. We do have some Pool Scouts from British Swim School cross ownership, uh, and and we do have several who have come through the ranks who you know are sort of in line. You know, they want to get two or three years into their existing business uh, because you you can you can start too fast, right? Uh, so we want to make sure that a franchisee is is stable, profitable, uh, and comfortable with the business that they have before they extend into that next business. But it's, but it's definitely on the table.
0: Yeah, it's a great diversification for them as well, that they get to own yep. another brand. Maybe uh, even it's the same type of customer, right? Still a residential customer. But at the same time, they get to divest a little bit into something new, something that will allow them um, to be able to preserve and grow their wealth. Yeah. Since you franchised in 2018, what would you say has been your biggest surprise in franchising so far?
1: I think, you know, the whole labor market situation and and challenge has been the biggest surprise because that one, that's, that's the one, as we were talking earlier, that kind of really it caught fire during the whole um, COVID situation, the the pandemic pandemic. and it's shifted the labor force. So that, that was a total surprise. And it's, it's required a lot of um, model and focus shifting in order to, to respond properly to it. Um, that, that, that really has been without a doubt the biggest, if not the only real surprise to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do you see that changing over the next few years?
1: Well, you know, I I think it's stabilized already. So you know, nothing really. I wouldn't say has changed much in in the last in the last year. What I do believe, you know, there there are some uh, pockets of cultural pockets that we can tap into in order to expand our our family, our cleaning specialist family. Uh, you know, strategically, one of the things that. I'm, I'm directing my company to do at this point, and this, is, this might sound a little bit like, well, even, why haven't you done this already? But we, we have not traditionally embraced uh, the Hispanic culture in a way that makes it uh, culturally friendly to work for Home Clean Heroes. And by that, I don't mean we discriminate in any way, but have we done everything we can to adapt to the proper communication chains? for Hispanic environment when we know we've got, you know, a pretty good labor force in a lot of our markets, but we may not have the tools, the communication tools uh, or, or systems in place to really support them and make them comfortable working for our brand, our company. So that, that I think is a, is a huge opportunity for us to expand sort of the, you know, the uh, available labor pool. That we're really just tapping into.
0: That's great. I think uh, obviously bilingual has got to be a big part of the support. I would think for the franchise for the franchisee and for you know for their employees.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's something that uh, some some of our franchisees have happened into. You know, they've offered hired an office manager who is bilingual and you know very fluent in Spanish, so it makes it easy. It opens that door, but strategically for a company, you know. How do, you, how do you make that happen across the board? There are ways to do that. And we've already, you know, we already have some tools in place. Our, we have a seven-part video uh, training program that franchisees use for every cleaning specialist that come in. So there's a Spanish version of that. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll have all of our primary learning and training vehicles translated into Spanish. But it's the day-to-day communication and understanding and embracing the cultures that makes the difference. For an employee to, you know be a part of and be passionate about your your company,
0: what I forgot to ask you before, what does training look like for your franchisees? Are they coming? Is it something in house or is it online? How do you guys do that?
1: All all the above. You start training with Home Clean Heroes the day you sign your franchise agreement because we'll open up a, a whole virtual um, online university that has a curriculum based within it, so you can start slow and start to understand from the top end. You know. What the what the model looks like, what a lot of our systems are, and as you get closer to what will be your actual on-site training here in Virginia Beach, there are another three days of more intense instructor-led virtual programs. So we'll be you know live on the phone with uh, franchisees at that point. So this is you know a three to five week window of training really that gets you through to graduation from the on-site program, which includes hands-on uh, training with with in-home estimates, with training the trainer, how to train your people to clean, uh, with business and finance, budget, you know, establishment, all those things that are, you know, you'll have various degrees of, of comfort level with a lot of them, but we'll get you comfortable by the, end. It's o- by the time it's over. And then once you leave here, the training then becomes much more tool to open and operating using what we've been, you know, trying to get you, you know, familiar with and comfortable with through your graduation point
0: who knew cleaning was going to be so sophisticated
1: look there really are only so many ways to clean a toilet but there are a whole lot of different ways to run your business correctly and incorrectly so those are the things we focus on
0: i mean it's it's really though what separates success from failure this is just another great example of why franchising works you don't have to be a statistic to create your own business, you know, out of thin air. You're not going to have right. any of these systems and processes. Look, I'm not trying to do a commercial here for, for Buzz franchise brands, but truthfully, you guys have done it all. You have the systems and processes in place. You have a great training program, it sounds like. And that's what, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to eliminate failure or we're trying to really reduce failure for people that want to go into a business. And I think you guys have done a great job with that. That's very, very impressive. What, um, yeah,
1: thank you for that.
0: yeah, what, what advice would you give to somebody that's looking to maybe join home clean heroes?
1: Well, you know, the, the, uh, the process, what we call our discovery process is really a two-way street, very educational, very much about fit. Now here's the, here's the model, here's the program, here's, here's your opportunity to talk with, you know, current franchisees Here's what some of the expectations are. Does that match with what your fit is? Uh, you know, like we were talking earlier, a lot of our of our franchisees will work with a, uh, a consultant or a coach. I did when I bought a franchise. I found it extremely useful because it, it is an impartial third party educated uh, consultant to work with that costs the candidate nothing that cost is all borne by the franchisor, as you know. But uh, you know, I I find that additional level of of thinking and guidance to be valuable. So uh, I'm actually happy to pay those commissions because I think those those folks they they do their job well, and you know we can tell when they've done their job well because the candidate comes to us with a very clear thought process. But you know, that, so that's what I would do if I was looking at it. Get on. There's just a wealth of information uh, available. I would definitely go to go to work understanding business models and plans. Understand finance. Understand a balance sheet and a profit and loss statement. Understand you know how you can tell when a business is making money, so that you know what you're looking for. You I know, mean, a lot of people just you know buy an idea because it sounds like a, a good idea. Uh, and hey, who, who couldn't make money doing that? Well, you know, you got to understand where the costs are. You got to understand, you know, how it scales. What are your limitations in terms of scaling, and how much money you can make? So, you know, all of that is requires a a clear understanding of how the business works and how the profit and loss statements uh, of the business will work as well.
0: What about if somebody wants to get more information? Where do they go to learn?
1: Homecleanheroes.com. That's the easiest place. Uh, So, if you go Homecleanheroes.com/slash/franchise, franchising. Uh, you'll get right to the franchise development website with a form that you can submit your information on. Uh, so that's that's the easiest place. But you don't you don't have to submit a form right away. There's a, a lot of information obviously there uh, within our website that you can you can peruse around. It'll link you to some videos uh, that you can listen to some of our franchisees, and then you know at that point. If you're interested, give us your contact information. Somebody from our franchise development team is going to reach out to you very quickly and uh, get that, that process started so you can, you can kind of move through it at your pace.
0: Joe, I am going to have my eye on you guys and watch you grow. I have a feeling I know how this story is going to end up. It's going to be a great, great story. It's going to be a fairy tale story because you guys are doing a lot a lot, a lot of things correctly.
1: So well, I appreciate that, Frank. You've done a lot of things correctly yourself and in in your career. So I appreciate your eyes on me. If you see something going on, good (laughs) or bad, please pick up the phone and give me a call.
0: Dude, I've made so many mistakes. The only reason why I survived is that when I made a mistake, I learned from it quickly and didn't make it a second time. (laughs) I've made pretty much all the mistakes you could make. I just did them fast. Well that's important. uh, Yes. No, that, that is that's that's the difference between surviving. And failing is learn from your mistakes quickly and move on from it. Too many companies too. I I find that it doesn't have to be a franchise business owners in general that fear making a decision, make, and then when they make a mistake, they fear making another decision
1: because they're like, ah,
0: my last decision was the wrong one. And maybe I need to gut this out. So they stick with the bad decision. Or second, they're scared to make another wrong decision. And then they get paralyzed. And I think you just need to freaking move on off it. You know what I mean? You just, that's it. It's learn from it and, and and just keep going. I think that's the, the at the heart of the matter, that's what it comes down to. It's perseverance. It's grit. It's resilience. You just don't stop. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So uh, last thing. You know, Joe, I call this the tip jar. At the end, I love talking to franchisors, especially those that have been around a while, have been in the business. We have people that listen to the show that are aspiring franchisors. What would be a tip or advice that you would give to somebody who's thinking of franchising their company um, from your years of experience
1: of franchising the company that they are running yeah, right now?
0: maybe they have they have a brand, they have something, they have a company they think they can franchise. What's yeah. what's the best piece of advice that you give those folks?
1: First of all, make sure you understand all of the key performance indicators. What are the things that drive that business and can simplify them to a way that you can teach them to somebody else? A lot of things are, you know, just done by the seat of the pants and I've I've done it this way. And the model's never really been standardized. It's not, you know, you can't replicate it because it's not something that can be packaged and and handed over for somebody to run in a bulletproof type of a way. Uh, And then make sure that uh, you know your company is well capitalized. You're gonna you're gonna be there for your franchisees. You're gonna be able to support them because they're gonna have all their own struggles as well. So it's not like you can bring in a franchisee, give him your playbook, and expect them to survive all on their own. You're gonna have to be there to support them as well.
0: I love it. You gotta get people through the grind, right? It's a team effort.
1: Yep. Yep, absolutely.
0: Joe, thank you so much. I wish you and Home Clean Heroes and Buzz Franchise Brands all the all the success in the world. And uh, thank you for being on the show.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. And I really enjoyed talking with you. I did too. Great. Thank you. All
0: right. Thank you for tuning into the Emerging Franchise Brands Podcast. For additional insights, guest applications, and to stay connected, visit us at efbpodcast.com. The Emerging Franchise Brands podcast is for entertainment purposes only and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of Emerging Franchise Brands, its host Frank Fumi, or Emerging Franchise Group, LLC any discussed franchise or investment opportunity requires thorough investigation, obtaining proper disclosure documents, and expert consultation before making any investment decisions. The podcast and its host do not offer professional advice or endorsements, and they hold no responsibility for actions, representations, accuracy, or consequential damages related to the podcast content.